Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. The Force will be with you, always. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Galactic Republic, Confederacy of Independent Systems, and various mercenary factions vie for control of the galaxy in a seemingly never-ending conflict known as the Clone Wars. Caught in the middle of this epic struggle, the Jedi Knights strive to maintain order and civility in a deadly game that is being manipulated by the Dark Lords of the Sith. From the war-torn front lines, Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their dedicated team of analysts emerge as voices of truth and stability in these dark and deceptive times. Welcome back to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. This is our 129th episode for the Star Wars, the Clone Wars episode, An Old Friend. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's up, Mike? What's up, my old friend? How you doing? Uh, pretty pretty good, pretty good. Uh, yeah, we're, we're here at the beginning of... Uh, the second arc of season six, the Lost Missions. Yes. Uh, the Clovis arc, as as we've been calling it, uh, and uh, uh, we're we're gonna kick things off on this one. Yeah, we gotta we're gonna jump into it in a second here. You know what we forgot uh, to mention? Well, actually, I haven't we haven't talked yet, Mike. But yeah, um, at least on this podcast, <laughs> uh, we were going over the uh, character tournament, and we didn't get to talk about the ending. Oh we, yeah. Jeez. So. You know, I, as I predicted, as I predicted back a few weeks ago, I thought it was going to come down to Vader and Obi-Wan. That was my pick around the Sweet 16 mark. Yeah. And it turned out that was it. But, ooh, Obi-Wan turns out the winner of this year's This Is Madness tournament, beating yeah. out Darth Vader. Uh, what was Do you, do you know, remember the final uh, percentage or tally? Uh, let me just bring that recap up. Fifty-nine to forty-one in favor of Obi Wan. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I. Uh, that's a fairly decisive victory. I mean, it's it's close. Yeah. It's not as close as as uh, Yoda Obi Wan, which was forty-nine to fifty-one. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I Obi Wan uh, very very clearly the victor in that. That's your boy, man. You got uh, it. Yeah, having defeated Han Solo sixty-three to thirty-seven. That to me is the more shocking thing because right. i think you know yeah. vader uh vader and boba fett uh 33 to 67 that's pretty expected um you know for for vader to get about two-thirds of the vote uh and leave the rest for for boba fett but i really thought it was going to be much closer between han and Obi- uh, obi-wan kenobi but it was it was uh obi-wan took that one and then just about ran away with the uh, with with the the final championship match, a um, little bit closer, but still, like I said, pretty decisive. That's a clear victory. That wasn't that that wasn't anybody's game, you know. Vader, right. definitely a strong contender. I mean, you have to, yeah, you kind of have to be to make it all the way to the end. But at the end of the day, 
big surprise, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Everybody's favorite this year. So <laughs> that's uh, it. I am very happy. It bodes very well for a project that I've got uh, coming up, launching on May the 4th. Oh, uh, nice. So, you know, keep your eyes peeled to all of our different uh, social media networks. You can find some uh, some some hints uh, dropped in that direction. Uh, uh, some people know what I'm talking about. Some people don't. But uh, it's kind of it's I'm trying something new this time. Rather than just tell you guys what it is and to go check it out, I'm uh, I don't know a little bit of mystery. So uh, nice. So yeah, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi being the champion can only do good things for me in in this uh, in this prospect. So, uh, so I'm very happy with that win. Yeah, you know he had a very he for most people thought that he had the toughest uh, seating as far as getting all the way through. I mean, he had to face yeah. uh, you know Han Solo and and uh, didn't he face even uh, Yoda at one point or was that yeah yeah the last so, year's champion and yeah uh, yeah in the the first uh, sorry second round second yeah, round yeah. I mean he starts with Luke and then he fights Yoda and then he fights R two and then he fights. Huh. Yeah, he. I mean, that's a t- right? tough, yeah, tough yeah. bracket. He's going up against all fan favorites. It's not right. like like Leia went up against Akbar, right? Yeah, and right. So like that kind of you know, uh, Padme was up against Bail Organa. You know, I I, I think that that uh, that Obi Wan had definitely the uh, the hardest bracket out of anybody. Oh, definitely. But, yeah. You know, I think he might have even had a little bit of help too. Is that you know, James Armstrong has been voicing him for a long time. Yes. The Clone Wars has ended. So he's had that that nice push of being uh, on the Clone Wars and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, that's cool. You know, it's it's that's kind of what I thought it was going to come down to when I saw those seating yeah. starting to take shape. So, Obi-Wan, we'll see what happens next year. We'll see if uh, a dark side can uh, can get into the to the championship and win the championship. But we'll, yeah, well, I'm sure they'll do it again next year. Yeah. Totally. Hey, a couple more things going on before we get to the episode. Hey, Star Wars Weekends is coming up May 16th at Stars Mike, all the way through June 15th, so a month long. A, yep. a ton of ton of guests, including Mark Hamill is going to be there, so that's kind of cool. Hey, I, I think that's the first time he's ever been uh, to one of these weekend things. I wish they, they could do these in, uh, in Anaheim. It would be kind of nice to be able to do one of these. It would be nice. <laughs> they just can't seem to... To get it down to Anaheim, I'm not sure why. But yeah, I I don't understand. I mean, we've talked about this before on the show. I don't understand why they can't do it on the West Coast as well. Um, it would be nice if they would do it. It would give me a good excuse to head down, make another trip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, on a yearly basis. But I uh, but yeah, for some reason they just they want to focus it on uh, on Orlando, and I don't I don't quite understand what that is. Yeah. But I. Uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I think I think there are a few things in the next couple of years yeah. that could force their hand and, and uh, get them to to uh, to to move it. Not necessarily move it, but also just include, include yeah, the West yeah. Coast. Well, we're getting uh, you know like we're getting Star Wars uh, Celebration Anaheim next year, so I guess I can I can let this one go this year, man. I'm okay with that. You know, we're getting Anaheim, so I'm I'm happy about that. And and by the way, we're less than I guess less than a year away now, so. Hey, start looking at booking some things. Uh, I tried, and I think it's going to be another week before we can actually. I mean, so there's some places that might do it, but the few that I've checked, they're having me uh, wait until next week to to actually book anything. So mm-hmm. it's right around the corner. And hey, what else? 
Star Wars Episode Seven. Mike Alan Horn says it's going to be around 175 to 200 million dollar budget, which is really no surprise to me. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone, right? 200 million for a Star Wars movie in 2015. It's you know pretty basic, right? I mean, when you talk about these blockbuster movies, that's what they're doing nowadays. And, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you can compare it to another Disney sci-fi epic, uh, John Carter, which had a 250 million dollar. Was it that high? Wow! Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, and uh, and then and then grossed about two forty eight um, domestically uh, worldwide. It, it definitely made its money back. But right. um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's interesting that that that's uh, I think that's a pretty normal budget. I think yeah. that that's about you know like that's an Avengers. Uh, and, and you know what? One of the big things is that a movie like Avengers or, or really any of the Marvel stuff at this point, uh, they've got a lot of, of brand name actors in them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think what we're going to see with Star Wars is not as many. Um, it'll, it'll be uh, hopefully the returning, our, our uh, returning heroes are, are three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, mostly going to be new actors uh and and uh, and relatively unfamiliar actors at that for right. if, uh, if the rumors are to be believed so hopefully we'll be hearing something in about oh say two weeks time uh, <laughs> towards this stuff uh that that's where a lot of people are are pinning a lot of their hopes mm-hmm. is on may the 4th and some big announcements right coming out of disney and lucasfilm for that but uh, i i don't know at the same time i worry that they don't quite understand how big May the Fourth has gotten, and uh, it's actually <laughs> yeah. quite mainstream. Oh yeah, May the Fourth is uh, is Star Wars Day, and it's uh, it's fairly well recognized. So uh, yeah. yeah, I don't. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. It's it's interesting. They're apparently already filming in right. uh, in Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, uh, yeah. There uh, you in go. The desert, and yeah. there's a there's a, a sort of a leaked set photo that points towards it being. Uh, there being a, a, a an adat in some fashion, right, right. Um, the foot but, of the adat, or whatever. yeah, the foot yeah. of an adat. But but who knows? I mean, we are. Uh, uh, it seems like the movie is going to get pushed to twenty sixteen. You think so? Twenty sixteen. That's one of the rumors that's going what? around right now. Is that is that it's going to get pushed? Because uh, that's what J.J. Abrams wanted, so that he could have a little bit more time. But mm-hmm. Disney is fairly committed to getting it out in 2015. Um, and personally, I mean, May 2016 is getting pretty. It's it's pretty busy with with uh, Superman, oh, yeah. Batman, and yeah. uh, and and uh, Cap Three already, as well as I'm sure that there are some other things announced. Um, but I would rather that they take their time. I would rather that they do a good job than. Uh, then rush it to get it out for uh, yeah, for, no. for December of Just 2015. So, yeah. so I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what we'll end up getting? I, I expect some announcements along those lines. Uh, it would be nice if we got an official release date uh, and, uh, and, and then some talk about how we're going to be getting our news Mm-hmm. Uh, moving forward, one thing that points in that direction is that StarWars.com just got a redesign, and redesigns generally come well, at Star StarWars.com with uh, changes in 
in how they're communicating with us. Gotcha. So the last major redesign was after they announced that Clone Wars was over. Mm-hmm. So that really, uh, they, they kind of changed the front page. A lot of the inner pages stayed the same, but they changed the front page to that the the um, uh, masonry style layout uh, with sort of those blocks that that kind of fit together. Right. And they, they, it's very similar to that now, but uh, but it's it also seems like it's a bit more of an emphasis on news. Mm-hmm. Um, slightly right. bigger image areas and that sort of thing so uh, i don't know i feel like they're they're moving towards uh, a good, way to news. give us new information right. i'd really like it if they brought back hyperspace uh not necessarily bringing back hyperspace as a pay thing mm-hmm. uh, that's not necessary right uh, but if they brought back the fan club and all that sort of thing and uh and that hyperspace treatment that we got with episode three. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. We got yeah. a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but who knows? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I like the, uh, I, I kind of was getting used to the idea of having a December star Wars release. I was looking forward to that it, for them to take advantage of not a lot of mm-hmm. big movies coming out at that time. They were going to be able to really just dominate that whole winter season but we'll see like you said we'll see uh you know there's a lot of stuff coming out from WonderCon about rebels but i figure we'll talk about that on our next rebels podcast but uh anything else you want to hit before we jump into the uh episode no i think that's it that's that's really everything yeah all right let's get going yoda my old friend it is i Qui-Gon the voice i hear does not come from within but speaks from beyond. You must complete what I could not. Come to Dagobah. The answers you seek are here. The creation of the clone army kept secret from us. Cypher TST. Protocol 66 must not be discovered by the Jedi. Yes, Lord Tyrannus. I'm afraid I'm trapped. You must face the gravest of journeys tomorrow. Down! Thanks. It wasn't you I wanted to save. Stretching it even for you, sir. Rex, you're beginning to sound like Obi-Wan. Hello, CT5555. No clone uses a number. I am Fives. Call me Fives. The difference is minimal. Not to me. And not to any clone. All right, Mike, here we go with an old... Sorry, really quick. Yeah. I just realized that I misspoke. We have an official release date for episode 7. The 18th? December 18th. Okay, I thought something might have changed when you said that. Yeah, no, I meant... What I meant was uh, that, they, you know, like, not just them, the rumor of them moving in, Mm -hmm. but an actual release date in May. uh, Okay. In 2015. Okay, gotcha. That's what I meant. Yeah. Just to be really... (laughs) All right, no problem, here we go with an old friend. Hey, okay. the Republic diplomatic vessel Valorius uh, soars past the snow-capped mountain peaks of Scipio and zeroes in towards the ice-bound fortress containing the main vault of the banking clan. The ship settles on a landing pad, and Padme Amidala, her handmaiden Tekla Minow, and banking clan delegate Nick's card emerge. They are welcomed by a bank clan, banking clan leader, Mac Plain. Spying this arrival from a nearby rooftop through electro binoculars is the bounty hunter Embo. Embo activates a small secret droid and dispatches it to spy on the transaction. 
Padme, Tekla, Plane, and Card leave their guards behind as they enter through the massive armored gates of the vault. Within a rotunda hall, Padme looks up looks up the huge holographically projected faces of the Core Five, the leadership of the banking clan. Padme explains to Clueless, her spokesman of the Five, that she has been sent by the Supreme Chancellor to, to secure a loan. Lesser is surprised that Padme would have traveled this far and calls for a special clan representative to deal with this matter. As doors open, as door as the doors open, and out steps Padme's old flame, Rush Clovis. Padme objects to Rush's presence. She calls Clovis uh, as an, a known separatist, insists he be removed from the negotiations, and then he storms off. So, Mike, we're here on Scipio. This is actually the first time uh, we've actually seen Scipio. This is a new planet with mm-hmm. uh, this climate that we've come to kind of love. You know, this Hoth-style planet or tres- a la trespass type of planet yeah. uh, with the snow. But what's going on here? We're talking about – I asked you this last week I was, or last time we talked. Like, oh, boy, here we go. More political episodes. But they, they kind of – in the beginning of this – they kind of throw in that embo in there going, hey, you know, we know this is political, but we're going to throw a little action at you here. We're going to we're going to set you up with embo. We're going to get him up here and we're going to show you that we're going to make this exciting. And then we're going to have a little bit of political stuff going on, too. So I had a you know, I thought this episode was pretty good. Obviously, not one of my favorites or anything like that. Um, I'm, I'm always keen to get on to the to the action and stuff like that. But for a political episode, I was. You know, I was fine with it. There's some stuff going on with Clovis and and Padme and Anakin towards the end and the and the big uh, action scene. So it was it was pretty good. But what are we talking about here, Mike? We're talking about Padme. She has to secure the aid or secure aid for people who have been, let's say, uh, you know, t- taken from their planet because of the war. So this is like a new thing. This is kind of they're like kind of getting deep here. They're they're not just saying hey we're having a war, but they're they're trying to explain hey this is what happens. When there is a war, you know, homes get and people get displaced, planets get uh, destroyed or, or messed up and people have to be moved. And this is just another ex- uh, part of what goes on in a war. You have this banking clan on Scipio that funds everything. Hey, you know, you can't just have a war and just everything's great. It's got to be funded somehow. Somebody's got to pay for all this stuff, right? That's the banking clan who's giving out these these loans and that's how that's working. So uh, what do you think, Mike? What do you think about this first entry into the the Clovis arc here and this uh, what's going on here as far as the war and all that yeah uh, it, it is it is a bit of a slower episode uh, especially compared with uh, with the last arc which yeah. was, was uh, pretty tense from start to finish mm-hmm. um, and, but I think one thing that you have to remember is that this is the beginning of a new arc and uh, and, and we're building the intrigue right uh, right, right. That, that moment with uh, with Embo kind of waiting, uh, you're not quite sure what he's there for, who he's working for. Um, Clovis showing up is uh, is definitely a surprise if you didn't know uh, that that's what was going to happen. Um, there's a lot of history there and that sort of thing. <clears throat> um, but as far as the actual plot itself, what this this uh, this arc revolves around this banking issue uh it it's i think it's a very interesting plot i uh, i think uh speaking as someone who's seen the whole thing uh it, it, when by the time you get to the end it's a very necessary plot 
mm-hmm. for uh, for the greater story of the Clone Wars and the Galactic Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, but I uh, but as of this first episode, it's a little rough. Um, it, it's a it's a little bit slow in places, um, mm-hmm. but thankfully punctuated with that great action, uh, right. which of all of the things that this season managed to do uh that that it feels like they really got the handle on uh in season six of the clone wars Mm -hmm. it's telling a a a story but punctuating it with that great action at least once an episode which if you'll remember back to you know season one two Mm -hmm. uh there would be political episodes where the action was was very uh toned down right um i'm thinking i uh, blue shadow virus right uh, it's a it's a two-part story right mm-hmm. and the first half not really a lot of action nothing really happens right um the second half a little bit more so with the clones and the bombs and all that sort of thing but but yeah it's uh it's interesting how far they've come and how good they've gotten at measuring out that that action and mm-hmm. making sure that that every episode has something to keep people interested. Uh, the other difficult part is, you know, the first time I watched this, it was the whole the whole arc, um, and uh, when you watch it as a whole arc, it's great. But when you break it into the individual episode, it does. Okay. Uh, it, yeah. it doesn't feel like you're getting a lot of story. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it has its own self-contained plot. But there's a lot of threads hanging at the end. So, well, I think that's what it is. Like you just said, Mike. There's, there's, yeah, it's political, and there's a little bit of action, but they also throw in a little bit of, of mystery to kind of keep you like, okay, there's something going on. What's going on with Clovis here? What's going on with Palpatine? What's going on with Padme and this, the banking clan? So they're they're trying to keep you, uh, keep you interested in your mind, thinking about what could happen. So yeah. I thought that, like you said, that's they've really learned how to how to do that and and make it work even for a political episode so uh go ahead mike next one uh that night a shadowy figure climbs through the balcony of the guest quarters where padme and tecla stay padme draws a concealed blaster pistol and points it at the intruder rush clovis the two senators step out onto the balcony where they can be spied upon by embo clovis asks for padme's help to pressure the core five to gain access to the vault shots ring out from the night narrowly missing rush and padme Unbeknownst to them, it is Embo who peppers the balcony with blaster fire, but conspicuously misses. Rush tackles Padme to push her away from the line of fire. When the attack ends, Rush points out that his life is in danger as proof of his claims and trustworthiness. Rush leaps off the balcony onto an awaiting hover sledge and disappears into the night. So the 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 most important piece of information here is that I. Uh, the banking clan has no money left. Yeah. Right? yeah. And that's dry. what Clovis is here for. And he wants to uncover this, figure out what's going on. Um, and it's kind of, it's a, it's a, it's a Ponzi scheme sort of thing, right? They're, yeah. That's what I thought. Pyramid scheme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, robbing uh, the separatists to, to pay, pay the Republic, the Republic and vice versa. Right. Like right, they're going yeah. back and forth. So yeah. they'll take the money from the separatists and give it to the Republic as a loan. And then the Republic will pay it back with interest, mm-hmm. and with that interest, the banking clan will give the to separatists, the separatists back yeah. their money, right? right. Meanwhile, yeah. the separatists take out a loan, and they're going to gain, right? Like it's 
this is what the the banking clan has been doing the whole time uh and uh to to good effect but as padme says sort of in that first scene i uh, the 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 deposit has been has not been forthcoming so they're a little bit worried Mm-hmm. That uh, that something's up, and that's why she's there to, as she says, expedite the process. Uh, and and Clovis is saying, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's a shell game, right? Like they're they're just kind of moving the money around uh, and trying to keep you distracted mm-hmm. while they while they take five bucks out of your pocket, right? Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what's going on. So right. Well, and the other thing I took out from this particular scene was. You know, at first I thought, wow, Embo is not as good at bounty hunters as I thought he was. I yeah. mean, he is missing all over the place. And he's thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, there's no way he's that bad. There's something else going on here. And then sure enough, you find out later on, whoa, there is a little bit more going on than what we thought. There is some intrigue going on here. So we will we will get to that. Uh, Mute security agents depart from Padme's balcony, satisfied that the senator is safe. Padme is in holographic communication with Chancellor Palpatine. He is greatly intrigued by what Clovis has revealed, and he fears that the security of the Republic may be at stake. Palpatine advises that Padme trust her old friend and help Clovis, as, uh, or in the interest of finding out the truth. The next day, before the Core Five, Padme accepts Clovis as the Blanking Clan's special representative. But she makes this contingent on being allowed into the vaults to supervise the transaction process. This horrifies the Core Five. No outsider is ever allowed into the vaults. Clovis backs Padme's request, citing the need for transparency following the mysterious attempt on the Senator's life the night before. The Core Five caucus agree, and uh, actually, the Core Five caucus agree to the request. If what you are saying is true, then this information Clovis is offering is vital to our security. I need you to be very clear in this matter. For the Republic, is he telling the truth? Yes, I'm sure. Perhaps then, in this scenario, it would be best for you to trust an old friend and do what he suggests. All right, Mike, so we got Palpatine getting into the act here, and this is where mm-hmm. I start thinking, okay, what's going on here now? Because, you know, Padme, he, here's Palpatine, he says, hey, quote, unquote, you need to trust an old friend. And we saw last, or we last saw Clovis and sent Spy, and, uh, but, but trusting an old friend, why does, why does Palpatine want to do that? Is he, so I'm thinking right now, because I haven't seen anything else, of course, those of us who haven't think, well, maybe Clovis and Palpatine have something going on here and they're trying to get Padme involved. So that's where the mindset is right now. Of course, you you already know what's going to happen, but mm-hmm. that's where we're thinking. Uh, Clovis, Palpatine, something's funny going on here. And, and then ultimately, the, the council, they agree to let Padme into, into the vault. But that's where we're going right now. Can you shed on any light on that without spoiling us that haven't yeah. seen okay uh yeah i mean that there is clearly a, a larger conspiracy going on here right mm-hmm. um and without like as you said getting too much into it um <clears throat> but it is it is 
shady. There is something <laughs> else happening. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I don't want to get too much into it. Okay. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. But, but obviously, Palpatine. Nothing happens in the galaxy without Palpatine. Yeah. Knowing about it. He's right? got his hands on everything that's going yeah. on with this war and the Republic and everything. So, yeah, okay. Definitely. All right, we'll get there. Go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> Uh, the next morning, outside the vault structure, Tekla walks towards a massive power grid that feeds the vault systems. The terminals crackle with electrical power. She slips the thermocharge onto the structure, but halts in her tracks as she spots a targeting laser light that appears on her body. Tekla worriedly scans her surroundings, trying to find the attacker, but does not see Embo at all, who fires a single shot that kills her. Tekla's explosives detonate, Overloading the grid, plunging the vault into darkness. As the core five moons panic, Padme darts into the darkness. Emergency power keeps the mainframe running, but there is not enough power to disengage the lockdown protocols. Padme plugs the data transfer device Clovis gave her into the mainframe, extracting the hidden files. So at this point, Mike, okay, we got Padme. She gets, she's getting escorted uh, through the vault. And then Tekla, this is what I thought was cool about Tekla. She notices that Clovis needs help. You know, he's yeah. he was supposed to do this. He gets caught in this, you know, staying. And even like the the core five, they're like, oh, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep Clovis around here. We're gonna keep an eye on him. So she immediately jumps in, takes the uh, detonator, whatever it is, and uh, she takes off. And nobody even notices. Nobody even cares. And then obviously she's being watched by Embo. And I'm still trying to figure out what's going on with Embo. What his what does he have to do with all this? But and then finally, another thought was that Padme she does a really good job of like selling the charade of, of, uh, of what's going on. You know, she gets in there, she gets what she wants as far as downloading this the information, and then she plays off the charade of of she comes out and she's like disgusted that something like that can happen. You know, I'm a senator, you guys should be on your job and this and that. So a couple of good things going on there, and I just kind of love the part that Tekla took over and then Padme sell in the charade that, that uh, she was, you know, so distraught over what happened. So uh, we will let's continue here. back at her quarters. Padme and Clovis compare notes. The data she has recovered proved that the vaults are empty. Just then Nick's card and several moon guards enter declaring that Amidala is under arrest for espionage. Clovis's cry of protest falls on deaf ears as guards, uh, guards march Padme away. Let's see if you got what we needed. As I said, the vaults are empty. The Chancellor must see this immediately. Senator Amidala, you are under arrest for espionage. No, there's been some kind of mistake. Take her away. I have powerful friends. The Chancellor will hear about this. All right, Mike. So, hey, I love that line. She has powerful friends. Wow, where have I had yeah. that before? <laughs> I have that before yeah. somewhere. Yeah, that was a cool little callback. There's actually another callback to Star Wars uh, a little bit when Anakin comes around. But uh, yeah, so the first thing I'm trying to figure out is, um, you know, why why did they come in and, and arrest Padme for treason? And I thought, oh, wait a minute. You got to go back to Tekla. And they find yeah. her back at the top. Um, and she's involved with Padme. So 
you know, circumstantial evidence, but hey, you know, it's all, that's what it is. They have enough to arrest her for treason. That's go what's going on. But yeah, I definitely love the part where she uh, channels her, uh, you know, her inner Leia there with the, she has powerful friends. So I thought that was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a great moment. And it's a, it's a, <clears throat> another thing that they've managed to get really good at is subtle callbacks, subtle references. Mm -hmm. Not quite the word for word, line for line. Right, right, exactly. But, uh, but a similar line that definitely references and is definitely clearly inspired by, but not necessarily exact, right? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I'm much more uh, happy with the, with the, uh, the subtle references than the exacted references. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, go ahead. You want to continue, Mike? Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, a few days later, a sh Jedi shuttle lands at the vault platform where it is met by Mac Plane. <clears throat> Anakin Skywalker and R2-D2 emerge. Padme lies asleep in a jail cell but awakens as Anakin enters. He chuckles at the predicament that Padme has gotten herself into. Padme is grateful to see Anakin, but saddened about word that Tekla is dead. Anakin contacts R2-D2 on the comlink, instructing the droid to keep the ship ready should they need it. Which, uh, which they're, they're going to. They're going to need it. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, here's another, another instance where I, I just, when I saw this scene, I immediately thought of the detention center on the Death Star, and Anakin walks in, and there's yeah. Padme uh, kind of laying down, much the way Leia was, and she and Anakin kind of teases her a little bit. So I thought that was kind of cool. But uh, yeah, we're getting some really, really. This is where the episode really starts to take or jump off with Anakin and everything going on here. Uh, let's see. The hover sledge arrives at the chalet, and it has been it has been ransacked. Embo's probe droid spots them enter. Padme looks through the overturned furniture, hoping to find Clovis or his data. But Anakin is content to leave Clovis to fend for himself. Clovis emerges from a lower level of the chalet, happy to see Padme. She resists his embrace in Anakin's presence. When Anakin sees Clovis, he demands the banker hand over his files. As Anakin and Clovis bicker, Embo, who is outside, targets his bowcaster on Padme. Anakin senses the danger through the Force. He yells for Clovis and Padme to seek cover as he ignites his lightsaber to deflect the incoming blasts. Anakin covers their escape as they rush to the hover sledge, avoiding Embo's blast. Embo redirects his fire to the sledge's repulsor lift engine. A hit sends the sledge tumbling into the mountainside where it begins to slide down. Embo gives chase by using his broad, disc-like hat as a makeshift snowboard, slaloming down the mountain. The sledge slides into an icy gully and picks up speed. Anakin calls R2-D2 for help before concentrating on deflecting the incoming blasts. Embo fires at massive icicles looming overhead, causing them to cascade in a torrent of heavy ice. But with Padme piloting, the sledge avoids the worst of the spills, and Anakin is able to force push Embo out of the pursuit. So, Mike, we got a lot of stuff going on here. I'll start with yeah. the beginning here where Anakin comes in, and I really love this scene where he... You know, Clovis doesn't know Anakin's there. He comes in, he tries to get a little fresh with Padme, right? And then Anakin stands there and he's like, he's got his arms folded. He's got this pissed look on his face. And, and he is just fired up. And you can just, you can just feel that, that, that jealousy just dripping off him, man. You can just feel it coming through on this episode. And, you know, it just further reminds you of that scene in, in Revenge of the Sith, man, where 
where Obi-Wan comes down that platform and you can just see Anakin yeah. just just turn and just go crazy, like just crazy with jealousy. And, and you know, I like that the fact that they threw this in there to kind of give you that kind of pre precursor to what's going to happen. You know, he, he does yeah. get jealous. He gets very possessive. I mean, he lost his mother. I mean, he, he just... It's kind of hard to blame him, you know. He's he's lost a lot of people in his life, and and uh, he's just trying to hold on. So, and then we got this well, great. Uh, go ahead, Mike. You want to add? If, if you like, if you like that small taste of it, you're going to enjoy what happens in the next episode. Oh, okay, good, good. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's. This is the beginning of of uh, of a very important turning point for Anakin's character. So, mm-hmm. so what do you think about this uh, this this fun little romp through uh, the ice and the snow and the snowboarding and the and uh, little you know sk- skidding on the hat as a snowboard or yeah. you know I I mean I I love it. I think it's a great scene. Uh, I, it, it's less than exciting for me because I feel like I've seen this scene about a million times now right right. um because we first saw it at star wars celebration six uh before all of the you know the the acquisition and the canceling and Mm -hmm. uh stuff so this this arc you have to remember was supposed to initially be in season five so right it's uh it's it's i don't know it's great like not to take anything away from it the the animation is is stellar and the action is great the directing's all there, but for me, it's like I, this sequence in particular of the the hover sledge, uh, sort of barreling down the bobsled scene. I mm-hmm. uh, we've just seen it so many times now that it's kind of lost its luster a little bit. But that said, it is it is fantastic, and Embo is awesome. Um, right. Oh yeah, I, th- I thought that too. I mean, here you know, Embo clearly. I mean, he's he's a talented bounty hunter. Uh, we've seen that he's holding his own against the Jedi. I mean, he's 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 going tit for tat here with with Anakin down this. I mean, he's on he's on his freaking half. We're crying out loud, you know, snowboarding down the thing. I mean, he's he's holding his own, but but you know, it's still Anakin. He's not quite ready for a Jedi uh, knight as capable as as Anakin or the chosen one. And ultimately, Anakin takes the upper hand and is able to use some force and, and just get him out of the way. So, but no, definitely a fun scene. I, it, you know, kind of reminded me. I remember this, like you said, when we saw this thing months and months and months ago. Uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, the two towers with Legolas skidding down on his yeah. on his uh, his shield. But um, yeah, no, it was, it was a great scene. I had a lot of fun with it. So let's uh, let's finish it up here, Mike. The sledge runs yeah. out. Uh, of mountainside and soars off into uh, the edge of the cliff, only to cross paths with the Jedi shuttle that R2D2 has piloted to intercept in the nick of time. Anakin, Padme, Clovis, and Clovis leap into the shuttle's hull as a sledge tumbles into the ice far below. The shuttle takes off, departing Scipio. Embo recovers from his fall. Uh, faithful Merrick brings his hat to him with a handheld communicator. Embo contacts Darth Sidious, his client. Sidious is pleased to hear Rambo's success and assures the bounty hunter that he will deal with his quarry from now on. It seems your mission was a success, bounty hunter. From this point, I will deal with them myself. So, 
as far as that clip, Mike, one of the things that I loved about this and what I love about Embo is that they don't they don't mm-hmm. take the easy way and give him English. They actually go old school and let him talk in his own language and then we're left to decipher it through however Sidious, you know, Sidious's reply, we figure out what he's talking yeah. about. So I do love that. I love his voice. Uh, I know, you know we know that Dave Filoni is is the voice for for Embo, but uh, yeah, that's one of the things that I like. And then here's the thing too: what is going on? You got Embo, who was looks like it for me now that you hear what Palpatine says. He's this whole episode. He's been kind of doing this just to get them, you know, with the plans apparently. That's all I can think of so far, or to get them off the planet, to get them going somewhere else. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of questions coming from this episode. Where are they going with it? What are they going to do? And uh, I don't know. Is am I on the right track here? Are we going somewhere with with? I mean, is Embo going to be back in this in this in these episodes at all? Uh, no, Embo won't be back. So he's, he's done. Back. He's that was his thing. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. So he's done. So yeah. he, his whole job was to. To get them going, apparently, or get them out of there with with certain plans. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, okay. Hmm, interesting. All right. Well, that was how it ended. Uh, any anything else as far as the ending there, Mike, and uh, finishing up with Embo and and his job? No, I mean it's 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 interesting that that it was Palpatine uh, pulling the strings, but I think uh, as the as the arc goes on, you'll start to see why. Um, but it's it's uh, that. I, my only problem is that beginning part where Embo first fires on them and then later on in this episode where he's going after them um, it, there seems I feel like there's a disconnect because at first it feels like uh, Rush is, is behind everything mm-hmm. and then later we find out that it's Palpatine but mm-hmm. but overall uh, I I, uh, I don't know I enjoyed it it's Again, it's so difficult for me because I watched it all in one day, so I kind of oh, right, take yeah. it all as one thing. So when you break it into the into the episodes, it's definitely like like there's the better stuff is yet to come. Okay. This arc, so right, right, okay. Let's see. Um, let's talk about next next week. Uh, we're going yeah. to be talking the rise of Clovis, and here's a quick little preview. You're late. What news, Clovis? The Senator and the Jedi are on their way. With the information. Enough. Good. Then we can continue to the next stage of the proceedings. And what about me? You will be protected, I can assure you. So Palpatine is back doing his thing. He's got some more some more people in his in his corner doing his bidding. And uh, it says, back on Coruscant, Clovis, known traitor of the Republic, makes a dubious deal which puts him at the head of the banking clan. Anakin's increased distrust and hatred of Clovis strains his relationship with Padme to the breaking point. Wow. So, like you said, Mike, we are going to continue to see the effects of, of this and, and Anakin continue his slide towards jealousy and and uh, distrust of Padme. So, at least according to this. So, wow, I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. So. We will see that uh, next week in the rise of Clovis. But that is it for this week already. That is, yeah, short episode. I just because uh, I think this episode, I uh, 
a lot happens, but not a lot happens. Right. Uh, they're really setting a lot up for the next two, so we'll have a lot more. We will definitely have a lot to talk about in the next episode, mm-hmm. um, a lot about Anakin. So, um, so yeah, a, a little shorter this week, probably a little longer next week. Okay. Um, but uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. Um, one reason we've got shorter episodes is that you guys are listening, but you're not writing in. Um, and, and I know it's a little different because... Most of you have probably already watched the entire series, season, <laughs> um, uh, series as well. Uh, so it's hard to, to go back. But what I'm doing is every Monday I'm rewatching the episode. Uh, and then uh, it's just to kind of give myself a refresher. Mm-hmm. So I suggest uh, to all of our listeners that they go back and uh, I watch it on my lunch break. Uh, you, you can kind of watch it at some point during the week. And uh, and then get to us when we when we release our episode uh, on Wednesday and uh, and listen and uh, and and uh, and make sure that you get your emails in so that we can uh, we can have you guys as a part of a com- conversation because that's what's kind of been missing yeah these yeah, last definitely. few episodes I know you guys are listening because I can see the downloads <laughs> so <laughs> yeah uh, I know everybody's listening I just. Uh, you guys need to you guys need to email us uh, mail at clonewarspodcast.com and uh, and let us know what you thought of each episode as we go through so next week we've got the rise of Clovis and I know some of you got some opinions mm-hmm. on what's going on in rise of Clovis alright so, uh, so uh, email us uh, you can also check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com as always, follow us on Twitter. Uh, the username is at Clone Wars. And uh, you can ever head over to Facebook, facebook.com slash Clone Wars Podcast, and you can find links to our group from there. So uh, that that does it for us this week. Uh, and thank you guys yes. for listening. We'll catch Thanks. you next week. See you guys next week. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always.